Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Well, hello, Christy Lee here, and welcome to episode number 79 of the People Powered Business Podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous day and a wonderful, wonderful week, wherever you're joining us from. For those new to the podcast, welcome. It is fabulous to have you here, and I'm really excited you've chosen today's episode to tune into. And for our regular listeners, thank you. I truly appreciate you joining us every week. I know some of you have been binge listening to some of the episodes and I really, really appreciate you. So thank you for joining us. I'm going to dive straight in to today's episode. Today, we are talking about one of the most important topics when it comes to building a team of people that are going to help us drive business success, but even more importantly, a team of people who are going to help us to reach freedom in our business because you know what? None of us got into business because we want to work 80 hours a week. None of us took on a management or a leadership role because we wanted to spend all of our time at work. Yet without the right people, that is so often what we find ourselves doing. So if you want to build a team of people that you can rely on, that you know you can take a holiday, when that's a thing again, we might be getting close, um, and know that everything's handled, you need to get this topic nailed. And today we are talking about retention, specifically about retaining the top talent within our businesses. Retention is effectively the degree or the length of time which employees stay with you in their their roles or within your business. Turnover is our churn rate. It's the statistic we look at when we're looking at how often we're refilling roles. And it's, this topic is important for lots of reasons. I think generally, if you're going to invest time in hiring and developing someone, you want to keep them. If they're a top performer, you absolutely want to keep them in your business. But I think something we forget to look at is what it actually costs us every time we have to refill a role in our business and how often we have to do that. Now, in big corporate businesses, they look at this as a statistic. Now, you probably don't need to do that if you've got a smaller business. It will be much more obvious to you. But a study in 2020 showed that Australian businesses across various industries had a turnover rate of around 8.2%. So that's their churn rate. Now, in smaller businesses, it should be less than that. And in smaller businesses, if you lose one employee, it can easily be more than that, of course, because you're dealing with a ratio. Interestingly, though, this figure is increasing very, very quickly. So a recent PwC study showed that retention was, oops, sorry, turnover was increasing quite significantly. And a study by the Australian Human Resources Institute back in 2015 
um, showed that we were heading towards 16%, which is huge, um, but most relevantly was increasing about 3% every few years. Now, the Australian Human Resources Institute is our governing body for HR in Australia. I am a certified professional member of that institute. Um, so the research they do is really relevant to Australian workplaces Um And so I really find their stats super interesting that we've got this increase. And I recently read a report that said that post-COVID, nearly half of Australian employees are looking to change roles in the next 12 months. Half. That's a lot, right? And we don't want that to be our team. So we certainly don't want that to be our top performers. It is a problem and it costs business money. The studies show us that every time you have to refill a role in your business, it will cost you somewhere between 33% and over 200% of the salary for that position. Let's make it basic. If we're looking at a $60,000 per year position, minimum 20 grand, it's going to cost you to refill that role. That's not Australian data. That's worldwide data. It is actual factual data. Some of the studies show it is swaying much more to that higher end, but I think realistically for most of us, it is sitting between 30 and 50% of the salary for that position. Now, whether this is a $30,000 position, like a trainee, or a $60,000 position or a $150,000 position, I don't, it doesn't matter. They are big numbers. That is not money you want to be spending there. You'd much rather be spending your money elsewhere, investing it in your business. I have absolutely no doubt. So today we're talking about retaining our top talent and how we can do that. And I want to share with you one piece of good news before we kick in. This is not about throwing more money at people. In fact, a study by Seek has shown that remuneration, not getting paid enough, is just in the top five of the reasons people leave, but it is at number five. It's not one, it's not two, and it's not even three or four. So this is not about throwing money at people. Now, my caveat there is, yes, you have to pay competitive market salaries. Pay peanuts, you get monkeys, guys. There is no skirting around that. You cannot get a superstar if you are paying below the market value for that position. It isn't going to happen. And I know we've seen this playing field really even out thanks to COVID because businesses that could previously... um, Utilize other benefits such as location, lifestyle benefits for people not having to commute to work. They've lost that competitive advantage when it comes to even attracting, let alone retaining top talent, because Sydney salaries are now available in regional New South Wales because everyone is working from home. So you do need to be prepared to pay market salaries. You cannot get away with paying less than market. So it's When I say it's not throwing money at things, you still do need to pay appropriately or you're never going to attract and retain people. But that's not the retention strategies I'm sharing with you today. What I'm sharing with you today is the three key ingredients to retaining top talent. I'm going to share with you three high-level retention ideas that you can then fill up with all the little nuances and details that work for your business. Think of these three key ingredients as three buckets where you can... Add into those buckets different ideas, strategies, and processes that work with your business. But these three core concepts, these three key ingredients are the things that are going to keep people in your business, keep great people in your business. And without these things, you're going to have people walking. These are going to be your holes in your bucket if you don't have these filled, so to speak. So let's get into them. Number one, the key to retaining top people 
is really simply making great decisions. One of the main people, main people, one of the main reasons people leave positions is because of poor leadership and a poor organizational structure. Things aren't working as they should be, and that all comes down to decision making. This is making great decisions around who else to hire into the business. If you've got an absolute superstar working for you and you hire someone that's below par into their team and they have to constantly carry that person or cover for them or do the bulk of the work, how do you think that makes your star employee feel? If you are so keen to get everything moving that you accept more work than is ever possible for any human or any team of humans to practically do, how do you think that's going to make your star team employees feel? Like they're not getting the job done. They're going to go home at the end of the day feeling dissatisfied, stressed, like they're a failure. These are not good things for retention. This is about making great decisions every single step of the way from great decisions about who you hire, when you hire, the roles that you're creating in your business, the structure of your team, decisions around how, when, what work you do and you bring in, what projects you accept, what systems you use, making decisions around how your team's going to integrate together, around how you're going to make change in the business. I know as a business owner, as someone who leads and manages people, you are making a gazillion decisions each and every day. I get it. But these decisions all matter. If you think about it this way and try and keep this frame in mind when you are making decisions in your business, it may be really helpful. And that is this. Is this decision going to support my star team of people to be the best they can be? to perform the best in their role and to be able to strive to achieve more? Or is this decision creating some form of roadblock or problem that they are going to have to overcome? If you make every decision with that in mind, you are going to make great decisions to improve not only the existing employees, but the future team you've got. You are going to make great decisions that are going to support your top employees to do good work for you, to help your business be successful and to give you more freedom. Now, it's not going to be possible for you to make every decision with that frame in mind, but certainly any decision that is going to impact your superstars, I definitely encourage you to put that frame across those decisions. Every decision you make is an action of leadership. And I can tell you the worst thing you can do is always at all is not make decisions. That means people are going to see that Perhaps you don't know where you're going. Perhaps you're not sure what's next. They're going to lose trust and faith that you are the, you go the direction to go in and you're the person they want to follow. So make decisions, make the right decisions for the business and understand that the decisions you make impact the great employees that you've got. So that is key ingredient number one. Now, number two, my favorite. Harness the greatness you got. Once you hire an awesome employee into your business, don't just sit and forget them. Don't just leave them on their own. Take every action you can to get the absolute most out of this person. 
and out of the entire team of star performers that I know you're building in your business. This means giving them every opportunity to succeed. This means making sure that they know they are valued. This means making sure that they have opportunities to learn, grow, advance, improve, that they have the tools and resources to do the job that you need them to do. This is about fully engaging your people. What we know, and we've spoken about engagement here on the podcast lots and lots before, is that highly engaged employees are way more productive than their non-engaged counterparts. And productive team, oh, sorry, engaged teams drive profitability increases of upwards of 20% into businesses. So engagement is something that matters. And harnessing the greatness of the people you've got is exactly that. So when we're talking about harnessing greatness, what are the actual things you can do? These are your bread and butter day-to-day things that should be happening within your organization. I'm talking here about things like performance reviews. Having those regular performance reviews is actually really important to your people and especially your star performers. They want to know what's expected of them. They certainly want to know how they're going against those expectations And naturally, these guys want to know where the future is heading for them. And your performance review is the perfect gift for that to happen. This tells them that they're doing a great job. This is where you can discuss opportunities for progression. You can find out where they want their career to go within your business. This is where you can talk about projects and creative outlets that they might want to explore that are going to help keep them engaged in your business longer. Interestingly, when I go into a business... And I've got employees that are disengaged and are just, you know, floundering about. One of their key complaints is that there's a lack of regular communication and specifically that there's a lack of a regular staff or team meeting. That's so simple to do. Make sure you're having your regular team meetings. It keeps everyone on task and on focus and helps retain your best people. Training and development is such a huge part of harnessing the best people in your business. Really great performers want to continue to grow and learn and develop. So you simply must be offering training and development opportunities of some sort. But again, these do not have to break the bank. We've done an entire episode on creating learning opportunities at work where I shared some really cost-effective strategies. I'll put a link to that in today's show notes. But this is about creating opportunities. This might be things like um, knowledge sharing between your team so that you're cross-training your employees in different areas of the business. This might be about different employees presenting to the rest of the team on their area of expertise so that others can learn from them. This can be about more formal training and micro training or micro learning is one of my favorites here. Short courses, webinars, little digestible chunks of information, or for some people, it could be a much bigger ambition to do some higher level training. And all of these are retention strategies. We know that a vast majority of our workforce want to be learning at work, yet most workplaces are not offering the opportunity. So by being one of the workplaces that really does embrace that learning culture, you are going to be a step ahead in attracting and retaining top people in your business. For top performers, another key thing that helps you harness how great they are is giving them projects to work on that really excite them and that really sit within their zone of genius, the things that they love to do and are incredibly gifted at. So this might be a project that was already on the cards that now can come off your desk and onto theirs, or it might be something that you create together to give them that opportunity and to help maybe 
you know, look at something new for the business that you hadn't already considered. And one thing I do love to see businesses implement, but we don't see nearly enough of these days is some kind of a peer-to-peer or manager-to-employee coaching or mentoring program. It doesn't have to be too formalized, but if their aspiration is to become the head of marketing in a business, even if you aren't that big and that may not be where they're going to be in your business, help them, mentor them, have your head of marketing mentor them. Reach out to others in your own business circles and see if you can create cross-mentoring relationships between your leaders and their employees and vice versa. Coaching and mentoring is very, very powerful in helping to develop people and it also helps them to really feel valued and like you're investing in their future, which is key to them staying with you longer term. So ingredient number two is harnessing the greatness. And our third and final ingredient when it comes to retaining top talent is reward and recognition. And this is probably the the area that you all thought was the only thing I was going to talk about today because it is the more traditional retention strategies that we think of. So when we're talking about rewards, we are talking about things like monetary rewards, prizes, um, gifts, vouchers, that kind of things. We're rewarding for good performance, for top performance, for people going above and beyond, smashing a goal, meeting a really tight deadline. This can be both team and individualized, and it can be both known and surprised. I love the element of surprise when it comes to rewards for my team. Because when people are expecting something, There's an element of, yeah, that's just part of what I deserve, where when you surprise someone with a reward, they really feel seen and that they've really done something special. It has an extra impact. So when you're thinking about these, you know, surprise rewards, what the extra length you can go is to individualize those rewards. So let's say you've got a team of maybe three people, let's say, and they've worked on a project, they've smashed it out of the park, they've you know met all the deadlines, it's been really awesome, and you want to reward them. So you want to perhaps you want to give them a gift voucher, like a um, a Visa gift card for a few hundred dollars each. Cool, you could do that, and it'll work really well. But what you could do that would be even better is to in- individualize that. So same amount of money, but apply it individually. So you might have one employee, Sally. You know that Sally loves a trip to the day spa. So you get Sally a $300 day spa voucher. James, on the other hand, he loves his outdoors. He's a, he's a boating, fishing, camping kind of guy. So James gets a $300 BCF voucher. They're a camping store. I don't even know how I know that. I'm not a camper, but I know that they're a camping store. And let's say then you've got Jenny also on your team and she loves spending time with her family. She's got a big tribe of kids and, you know, is always trying to create great experiences for them. Maybe you get a gift voucher so they can go to the zoo or to the movies. By creating that individual experience, same money on your part, totally different experience on the employee's end. Firstly, they've been surprised and delighted that you're recognizing them for them doing a great job. Tick. Secondly, you're giving them a really generous gift voucher. Tick. Lastly, you know them well enough to know exactly how they would love to spend that gift voucher, what experience is important to them. What will happen is when they go to spend that gift voucher, they're going to remember you. They're going to remember, oh, my, my boss is amazing because they knew how much I would love to spend the day at the day spa. 
or I really appreciate that my boss knows how important my kids are to me and we can take them all to the movies, which usually cost a fortune. This is just so fabulous. By just adding that individual slant, you amp up everything you've just put into creating that um, reward to a whole new level. That is going to really bed down retention for you. And of course, you've got also your other things like bonuses and commissions and all of all of those sort of planned and targeted, and they still are important, particularly for some roles in your business. Your sales team want to be incentivized by commission, and if they are not, they will not stay long-term. So they are still important for certain roles in your business. But what I want to share with you lastly is possibly the most powerful thing you can do to retain people in your business, and that is to recognize them. The number one reason people leave businesses is because they don't feel valued or because the leadership is poor. And when the leadership's poor, people don't feel valued. So they go hand in hand, if you know what I mean. The power of a simple thank you is immeasurable. We do not say thank you to our teams nearly enough. Most leaders are very good at communicating when things are not going right, but let just a simple thank you, and it doesn't have to be because they've done anything totally out of the ballpark. It could be, thanks so much for your continued effort. Thank you for making the deadline work again this month. Just for doing their job, a thank you is appropriate and really actually means a lot to people. It doesn't sound like it, but it really, really does. Recognizing when things go really, really well. Now, how you recognize people will vary. You might have like an employee of the month award, cool. If that works for your business, go for it. You do have to have a certain number in your team for that to really work. Otherwise, it just feels a bit fake. You might have a peer-to-peer reward program, which I know some of our listeners do, where they have a team member of the month or the quarter. And when your team's of a certain size, people don't want to let their peers down. People love being recognized by their peers. Some people prefer that over being recognized by their manager. So it is very, very powerful. People want to do well by their peers. But also, if you want to recognize outside of a structured program, just consider how it will be received. And I specifically want to mention here introverts versus extroverts, which is a favorite topic of mine. If you have an extrovert on your team and they've done something amazing, I highly recommend you make a big song and dance about it. Get them up at the team meeting, get them out front, give them a huge standing ovation, do all the bells and whistles. They love that attention. And in fact, they need that kind of recognition and attention. It's really, really important to them. But if you did that to someone who is super introverted, they would hate it. So don't do that with someone that's super introverted. But you still do want to recognize them. It might be mentioning them at the team meeting, but without asking them to stand up and do all of the attention-seeking stuff. Or it might be sending an email around to everyone acknowledging the hard work that that introvert had done. So just be mindful of how it's going to be received. Again, this comes down to knowing your people well enough to understand that. But do recognize when a job is well done and the recognition outweighs rewards and incentives every single day of the week. And so that's number three, rewards and recognition. So let's recap. Keeping people in our business is really, really important for engagement, for morale, and from a cost perspective. 
We want to keep people for the right amount of time. You don't want to have people longer than, you know, if they've outgrown the role or they're not ready to keep up with the pace of change, you don't want to retain everyone forever. It's not good for business, but you do want to have a good retention rate. Three ingredients, three ways you can do that. And amongst these three, there are a trillion options that you can do. Get creative. But these are the three big buckets. Make great decisions. Make decisions that are going to support your best people to be their best employee self and to perform at their highest. Harness their greatness. Do the things day to day that make sure that they are supported in order to be able to outperform in their role. And reward and recognize performance when it counts. Now, you can get as creative as you like with all of these things. Today, I've just shared with you a few little ideas. But if you're not doing anything, To actively retain your best people, I really encourage you to pick one and start. Just start with one. If you're not doing formal reviews, start that. If you're not having team meetings, start that. If you are not recognizing and saying thank you to people when they're doing a great job, start that. Those ideas are all completely free, completely in your power and control. So go ahead and get retaining and let me know how you go. Now, before I go, I would love to invite you to join us inside our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. You can join us just by heading over to Facebook and searching within group HR Support for Australian Businesses, but I will also put a link to that in today's show notes. It's a super fun group. We don't take ourselves too seriously. I do share free training in there every week and you know interesting articles, and we have a chat about all things HR, so I would love to welcome you into that group. That is it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me. For today's show notes, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com and click on episode number 79. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, I would super appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts so that other people know that this is a great podcast for them to listen to. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate you. Have a fabulous week and I can't wait to chat to you again next week. 